Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast, and I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about November 29th through December 5th, 2019. December. 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 Happy holidays. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. We can't say the other thing here. I, I find that so funny as a side note. There was like an LCBO targeted ad on my Facebook, which is very on brand, I'll admit. But it's straight up just like, happy holidays, try these new beers. And half the comments are, oh, Merry Christmas, actually. It's like, is this the avenue that you need? Like, is this really the thing, this LCBO ad? Like, There's a war on Christmas. Yeah, and the LCBO, apparently. I say happy holidays just to bother those people. Mm. Like, I go out of my way. I'll put it on Saturday morning cartoons poster. I'll put holiday edition. <laughs> oh, just, man. Just because... Never even noticed. Because any sane person doesn't care. <laughs> but if there's someone out there who gets all riled up because because yeah. there's not dozens of christmas specials songs all over the mall mm -hmm. like christmas is fine yeah <laughs> it's, it's fine and it's still the whole like there's also those people who are like oh november is too early for christmas music which i think we've discussed but i'm also like yeah. who cares like last week in november i'm like who cares like it's like it's basically december well and people think it's new i have a dc comic special from i think 1973 it's one of those mm. oversized comics i oh, love those yeah, big those oversized comics and it's the dc comics holiday special so this is 1973. So it's been a long time that that term's been thrown around. Are they funny? Like, are they like, hey, Superman, happy Kwanzaa? Or is that like... There is. There's a, well, this is years later. There's a really good Black Lightning Kwanzaa comic mm. in one of those collections. And it's 100% the first time I heard anything about it. There's a lot of cool Santa stories and yeah. stuff like that in them. But no, I use happy holidays just to hopefully bother somebody yeah. who should be have better things to be worried about it's which is and it's ironic too because as an owner here you'd kind of be like you know you don't want to alienate people so in a way like you probably should say it anyway exactly but you're not saying it to do it because you have to you're doing yeah. it to rile up people. so <laughs> you kind of have it in both ways in a way most importantly andrew's back we've missed andrew on this i don't know a whole bunch of times in a row because of rocky it, horror yeah oh man we almost had you that day too you had those two tickets left i think it was to yeah. sell and then you couldn't get away it was terrible I couldn't leave the box office there was twice where i just thought andrew was here but you had switched with somebody it's harsh Sorry. We, we miss them. And in the in the time that you have not been on the podcast, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is already out. Yeah, we and can't talk Irish about that Man anymore. Is like out, like all the stuff we've been talking about for months has like happened. You know, the Irishman is not actually out till it plays the Mayfair Theater, of course. But you know, eh, we've been talking about these things all year and now. And, and have I, you seen it? I haven't. I haven't seen either of those movies yet. I'm what? I I did. I did. How uh, did you miss Once Upon a Time? I just like bad scheduling like it was just always, i was either working or i was there was some random thing it was like oh you gotta go apple picking or something. like that, that's not real but i'm just i'm drinking apple tea so it made me think of that but many times i tried to see it and it's just it's slightly too long so if i had plans a certain night they had to be wrapped up and i just couldn't and i felt like i let andrew down every single time like because he was so excited to see what i had to say and, and i'm a little nervous because he's he loves it so much so by the Maybe time we'll, i see it i mean there's always a chance sometimes stuff rolls back around for Oscar season, well, that's if true. we can, yeah. So there's always a chance, maybe in the early New Year, we can get it back. It's just not. It's not the same unless it's in a big screen. I've heard. But like we haven't screened Jojo Rabbit yet, and supposedly the reason is, and this is so bizarre, but I think it's because somebody looks at a piece of paper, or looks at a computer screen, and says, "Oh, it's playing at a multiplex in Ottawa. We gotta wait before we give it to you." But it's only playing in Canada. Which, how, is, how is it only playing in Canada too? Like strange. it's so well reviewed. Yeah, but that shows you that the multiplex they look at Jojo Rabbit, which you know is well reviewed and making a little bit of money compared to its budget, and they go, "Oh, do we put that on a screen, or do we put Frozen Two and the new Ooh. Star Wars movie on a screen?" Yeah. So that's 
what works to our favor often. I haven't been to Canada cinema <laughs> in a million years, yeah. but I believe it has 24 screens. So that's why it has Jojo Rabbit. Yeah, because they need they need stuff to play. So that's, that's nowhere near here. But somebody looks at it and goes, "Oh, we got to wait till that's over." And I'm like, "I go to New York City more often than I go to Canada." <laughs> that's a bad. That, that parking lot is the worst too. Like it's just yeah. not. It's not a great place to go. And and I mean the the screens are whatever. I don't know. Like you can take them or leave them. But it's just like you don't want to go there. Like it's just well, not just, a pleasing like, experience. What works well for us, not to besmirch the fine Canada cinema, I'm sure lovely people work there, <laughs> Yeah. but it really is like people who either go to the Mayfair who live in the neighborhood or go to Carlton U and come here or even take a bus here, they're not going to take a bus an hour to yeah. Canada and back to see a movie. So they'll wait till we get it. There might not even be that bus anymore with the LRT thing. I don't even know anymore. Like there's some yeah, buses don't just don't exist now. It's very confusing. You can't bus to Canada anymore. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can't get to Canada anymore is what I'm hearing from the Andrew Times. It's just no nobody wants to go out there anymore. So no, no, it's fine. I was actually uh, just out in Canada. It is, uh, it's the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's not changed. That's our suburbia. If anybody's listening from out of town, that's our... True. Like super suburbia. Yeah. Mega I was, suburbia. I was out by the old rock quarry shooting a film. I wanted to talk about that before we <laughs> got off topic. Yeah. So Eric stumbled into being an extra in a movie. Not only being an extra, because sometimes when you think of extra, you think of somebody sitting in a laundromat or, yeah, yeah. or in line at Some a coffee jerk shop. in the background. You got to be a cop. I kind of, yeah, I was, a, I was a cop. I'm a police officer, you know, like not, I could have done better. I did yell, I'm a cop, you idiot, but like to myself more. So like, what was the context of the scene? Okay. Well, like without blowing anything for the movie, of course, because we were shooting the finale. No spoilies. Yeah. And I, and plus like, you, know, you couldn't quite hear the dialogue all that well. Cause we're at the rock quarry. So like, first of all, I've never been to the rock quarry. Like it's, it's, how did you get there? My lovely wife drove me and picked me up, Whoa. which was nice. I, I would have taken an Uber, which was like would have been thirty bucks or something like not as three hundred dollars. It was well because the day before they were shooting in uh, Armprior, and so that was like I thought I might have to like Uber to Armprior, which is more like a seventy dollar or like something. But they'll do it. I checked. So anyway, so that I I'd actually applied to play a construction worker, which I had previously played in Lee's upcoming movie. So I was like, hey. Oh, I've so got... this is a different movie? I yeah, thought yeah. you were talking about Lee's movie. No, no. This is like a legit movie with Henry Winkler, Tiffany Haddish, J.B. Smooth. Smooth, not smooth. Very similar. And that giant black dude from Breaking Bad who lies on the money. I don't How'd know. How'd you get actual... into this? Uh, you have well, an agent? <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, people kept asking me that on the set. I'm like, should I have an agent? Was this supposed to be a thing? Agent Facebook. I signed up for like, I'm in that Facebook group for one of the casting places. And I've just never really done it. Because most of the time it's during the week and you don't know the hours. So I'm like, well, I can't can't really do it. And on the weekend, I'm trying to enjoy the weekend or, or to come and like not watch movies here apparently. So this one, like, yeah, they were looking for, for two construction workers on Sunday. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm off Sunday. I can pull this off. So... Just on a leg, because they had advertised a couple of days in a row. I was like, they must be desperate. Like, I can probably do this. I sent in a selfie, and I sent in, like, a picture of me from Lee's set as a construction worker. I'm like, hey. And I even mentioned, like, I was like, I was like, oh, you know, I I'd previously did a scene with Lloyd Kaufman, thinking that would help. And I was like, these people don't care about Lloyd like, Kaufman. Who? I'm like, yeah, probably. Because <laughs> I'm like, I think they're, they're kind of, like, younger, the, the staff that we're working on. I was like, they should know. But anyway. And so then they, they get back to me, and they're like, oh, uh, would, would you like to do it on Monday? instead uh and, and be a cop and i'm like well like I, I wasn't really free monday but i was like in 10 years am i gonna be like oh wow i really should have gone to work that day or whatever like so so i did it and it ended up being a 14 hour day with about 
two to three hours of shooting in that time. So like it was great. I mean, I'm like the it was cold. You know, it's winter, but like it was it was an experience. And like yeah, so I got there and it was like five hour wait time. But nobody knows. So you're just kind of sitting in a room with a bunch of cops, a bunch of fake cops, and just waiting. And you know, I had a book. I was I was reading a pin. I know we love movie novelization, like you know later <laughs> thing. Just so I'm reading pin. And yeah, just kind of just this mishmash of people like re- older retired people who just do this for fun, and like younger people who probably want stardom and they're just starting were they nice to you or were you just props that's the thing like i mean they were nice but like there's definitely there's actra people who are like you basically have you have to have had a speaking role or be in 15 background roles and then you get actra which means you actually get paid like a bit more like we got minimum wage but you get paid a bit more and then if there's if it goes past eight hours then you get time and a half which it did and you get like it's funny like they had they're like, okay, actor people come over here. The rest of you stay over there. They're like, okay, you guys are going to be going and eating a catered meal with the cast. And they're like, and the rest of you, here's your pizza pizza. Uh, and, I was, and I'm like, I'm not complaining about free pizza. I mean, I devoured four slices and I was happy with that. But it was, it was just sort of funny. Like, there's a weird little divide. Like, you don't really meet, you're not chilling with the director, but he is like 15, 20 feet away, like in the next room. It's just... It's just kind of, I just, I found it funnier than anything, but you really are like, like literally they called the room background holding. That's what it, like it felt. You're just, you're, your cattle pretty much. And like, not even in a bad way, but it's just so what weird. What were you actually doing? Like, what was the cop doing? Okay. So here's, and, and, you know, obviously I had a full backstory that they didn't know about in my head, you know, trying to get in the, in the thing. So you're a method actor. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and so they ran out of um, badges, but we didn't need any stinking badges, obviously, but they ran out of them. <laughs> And, and patches on the arm. We were from Delaware, is my understanding. And so... Uh, Hi, I'm yeah. in Delaware. <laughs> That's what I kept thinking. I was like, why isn't anybody thinking of this? And so they there was... I think they wanted 40 people, but it was like some were plainclothes detectives. So in terms of like actual dressed up cops, I think there was probably 15, 20 of us. And so I did get a gun. Like I got the whole... I got the like, you know, belt and stuff and whatever and the gun and whatever, which was pretty sweet actually. I didn't. I didn't need it for the movie, but I mean, I kept like pulling it out and stuff. And you should have been was... like walking around with it. <laughs> Man, when they were filming, because essentially for most of the scene, you're like we're holding flashlights on them and stuff. But I was like, I really wanted to like have my gun in the other hand so I could be like, guys, I'm the guy holding up his gun. Spin but... it on your finger. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to do that too, but I had a big glove on. I was like, I don't think I can do this. So uh, yeah, it pretty much. Uh, we did like it was the same scene but we did like two different parts and the one is basically like the two main actors are down at the bottom of the rock quarry and so then the police cars like come up to the edge of the quarry but not too close to the edge because they kept they're like if you get too close to the edge you will die like okay we won't we won't die and so the the cars pull up and then we sort of come in slowly so we're like surrounding them you know but but at the top of the hill and or the quarry whatever and so we shot that five six times or whatever then we went and had dinner but they kept calling it lunch because like the day started at 4 p.m so that was breakfast for actra people they got they got pancakes we got granola bars which again fine there's Uh, so much food on a legit (laughs) movie set i've worked on a couple where they it's like you've just eaten you know breakfast stuff 
And then yeah. it seems like about 45 minutes later, somebody's walking around with snacks and apples. Yeah. And then 45 minutes later, they got sandwiches. And you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, there was a constant table out of random stuff like snack pack and whatever, all this stuff. There's always coffee. Like I had a bunch of coffee. The coffee was really good, actually. And then, yeah, there was like lo- there was like bread and like peanut butter, jam, mustard. <laughs> I had mustard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there was no like ham or anything like it was just mu- like i'm like what's the mustard going You've never with? had a peanut butter mustard. jelly and mustard sandwich <laughs> delicious I did, not that day anyway but but yeah so the actor people got uh got uh, chocolate chip bacon pancakes so i hope there were no vegan Man. <laughs> actor people. chocolate chip bacon yeah what yeah it's crazy talk. i wasn't i didn't want one but i was kind of like that's an interesting combo like I, I but one thing i did notice was that there were several of them there's like one bite out and then they were just in the garbage next to the table and it's like bud like oh like, it's so wasteful craft service in either like uh if you do like a corporate gig at, at like the westin at some yeah. big doctor convention or something and they feed 200 people a meal yeah it's horrible you're like okay 25 percent actually ate it 25 percent ate half 25% ate most of it, and 25% didn't touch it. Yeah. And then all that just goes it's, right uh, in the garbage. It's hard yeah. to see, it really is. But, I mean, that, that's a whole other thing. So, But, yeah, so, you know, as we, if we ate. You know, I chatted with a couple of people here and there, but I was going for the mystique, you know, guy in the corner. <laughs> like, who's this new guy, you know? And so then we went and shot the uh, their main scene, which essentially was just us holding up our flashlights. But they rented a flashlights. And, again, like, I mean, they knew how many people they needed, but there seemed to only be, like, eight or ten flashlights so they're like okay people who didn't get flashlights use your cell phone flashlight and i'm like all right but i mean i would have just brought a flashlight like i didn't know we were We're gonna replace that in post it's gonna cost three hundred (laughs) thousand dollars yeah i was kind of wondering i was like isn't it gonna be obvious that it's a guy holding a like cell phone up like like a cop probably wouldn't do this but anyway i mean mine would of course like my character yeah so we just we shot that i felt like like millhouse i'm like we need that again and again and again and (laughs) again we already did it that's what it was We, we must have shot that part 13 times probably at least and it's just like little things like they're trying to get different takes or like at one point where we there was too many lens flares because like the extras were holding up the flashlights towards the camera. But you can't tell because it's dark like and it's winter. So they're just there was kind of a high strung dude who was, I don't know, in charge of everyone, I guess. I'm not like, like he maybe he was like working directly for the director. I'm not sure. But First we could, assistant director or second pa- assistant director. Yeah. Like assistant director. It was something like that. Like and, and he was like he was pretty high strung. And I mean, I get it. There's a lot of pressure and you're trying to get everything right. And, and I guess the movie's all t- it takes place in one day. So that they had to shoot it after a certain amount of time. So so they actually sent out an email at like god midnight i think and they were like oh uh, this was supposed to be the last day of shooting but they need 15 cops for tomorrow same time like straight up which would be like 4 p.m start uh finish time like at 6 a.m is what it ended up being and i'm just like this fever dream is already a little much for me like it was just uh, yeah it's a lot it's especially indie low budget films yeah that's what you get dinged with sometimes is it's like Okay, we finished at midnight. See you back at five in the morning. Yeah, this one, I think they have to give you eight hours. But even still, it's like, my God, they because I mean, I went home and pretty much went right to bed. And I woke up at like, God, like one or two or something like that. And then I'm just like, I couldn't, I was jokingly trying to picture you have like an hour or two, then you turn back around and go back out to the yeah. rock quarry. Like, and so, I mean, for, for actor people, you know, I, I could see it being worthwhile. And like, I think it is something I would do again. And, and honestly, it wasn't that cold for late November. Like it was only yeah. like, cause it, it was, it was maybe zero when we started and then maybe minus five by the end of the night, something like that, you know, but it. I mean, it adds up when you're just standing around waiting and stuff. Like, yeah, I did this ages ago. I was 
on the lighting crew of a film and I was just I was standing in a field with a walkie-talkie with a big light <laughs> and adjusting it they they walkie-talkie me and say oh move it a bit to the left oh make it go up may go down just depending on where the scene was I guess yeah. and I was just out there for three hours and they were like bring snacks whatever and I'm sitting there reading yeah. with a flashlight or whatever <laughs> That's movie magic. Yeah, you know, we could have used that flashlight, by yeah. the way. Yeah, <laughs> still. And also, there was a there was a large delay. We ended up being there was like a bus that ushered us to and from the production studio and stuff. And it was like it was a school bus, but with better seats, but still tight for someone with long legs. So it was so not great. So after after dinner that they kept calling lunch, we were on that bus for two hours because they had like a crane that had a giant special light bulb that you would probably know about to simulate a helicopter. And oh, so yeah, cool. there, it's supposed to, it has the like spotlight and whatever. And I guess the light broke or burnt out or whatever. So the light guy or whatever had to call his friend who was at his cottage and had this replacement bulb. And this was the only dude in the city or, or what, in I North guess. America. Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. So they basically were like, can you please come here immediately with this bulb? And so then we waited for this dude. And I'm just, it's all the behind the scenes stuff that you have no clue about. Like that just see to your pants, everything. And, and I'm the coolest thing for me was like just listening to even just in the, uh, the holding area, you know, like just hearing all this stuff. Cause like a lot of people have been doing this for a while and have been doing like a good variety of stuff. And it was kind of cool to like, hear you know the good and the bad because i mean there was definitely like one or two dudes who were a little too high on themselves for someone who's doing the same thing that i am like essentially but but uh there was some good one guy had a real good pesci look to him like he was he was good like there was a couple of like straight up like good looking cops like not attractive but like they looked like cops like they they nailed it one guy looked like george's boss he was like how about george Mr. Kruger, like he looked just like that. If you get cut out of this movie, I'm going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I think, well, I said that to someone else and they were like, we're not going to get cut out. It's the big ending scene. And I was like, we won't get cut out, but you will probably most likely just see my silhouette. And you'll be like, hey, that, that tall, gangly cop. You <laughs> can get cut cell out. Phone. Quentin cut Tim Roth out of his movie. Well, They're friends. It's true. <laughs> like, I, I think it's more like, I won't be cut out, but I'll be in it for... 0.5 seconds or yeah. something is probably what it'll be but and you'll it'll be like, again like the the crusty credits where i'm like there it is <laughs> it's like <laughs> that looks like barry samson that's what it's gonna be like i didn't get to meet the fonts but Boo. uh yeah i mean that i would have led with that andrew has lee ever tricked you to be an extra in a movie i can't remember i've done it a couple times yeah, yeah. at a strip club or something yeah <laughs> thought so you were already at the strip club right? <laughs> it's like, andrew's here what? <laughs> be in the movie that's convenient that he's here already i just love that like I mean, I did that on a on a whim like that. Whole, I mean, I kind of just got invited to be in Lee's movie because Lloyd Kaufman liked me. Like I, I was like yeah. helpful and he liked me. And then Lee was like, oh, yeah, maybe you want to be in the movie. I'm like, yes, maybe I do. Now and, your, your IMD resume has just yeah, doubled. That's in. what I was saying. I was like, this might come out before Lee's movie. And then I'll have like maybe two movies out in a six month period or something. And it's like, what have I become? That's yeah. more than Harrison Ford. I know. <laughs> like I'm, I'm crushing it. And, and plus, like. If I can, because like I think you can be actor if you get a speaking role, and I'm like technically I have a speaking role in Lee's movie, so I don't know if I can finesse my way into uh, something there, but we'll see. Okay, let's mention the movies from November 29th to December 5th. I'm not in any of those movies though, so I don't, <laughs> I don't see the point. Now that Eric's done bragging about being a cop in a Here movie, thinks I was, he's so cool. I kept wanting to know this didn't come up, but I want to be like I don't know if I'm a good cop, but I hope I can at least be a half, you know, like a cop and a half joke, but like I couldn't. Mr. Winkler, yeah. Mr. Winkler. <laughs> Can you autograph my VHS of Cop and a Half? Oh man, it, was he in that? No, he directed it. Oh right, that's what that's why what we were else, thinking about it. What else did he direct? He's directed uh, other things. Josh actually lots knows of the TV answer. stuff. 
I think that might have been his only feature, I think. And then it flopped, and then he went, okay, back to TV, Mr. Winkler. And now he's in a movie with me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you were saying something. I was about saying. Movies. So we have two movies returning for a third and second week. Parasite, which is gangbusters for us. It's never going to go mm-hmm. away. And The Lighthouse, which is bonkers. It's, <laughs> it's really good, but it's just like there's parts in that movie where you're like, oh, that's in my brain forever now. That's a nightmare. Like creepy weirdness? Yeah, really okay. like really good Canadian creepy weirdness. Even though it's not a Canadian <laughs> film, it feels like a... I keep kept on joking that it's a Canadian buddy movie. It's it's, well, it's sort of half Canadian. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's somewhat Canadian. It's one of those weird things where it's it's close. Like it, it probably fails the Canadian content law by seven percent or something. But but still, but it passes the Josh test. Yeah, it was good. And then we have Saturday Night Cinema making a return. Oh. We have a special preview screening of a documentary called Shelf Life, which we will have back the week of December 5th. It's a documentary from Chicago about the chocolate bar industry. Oh, man. And Lee was saying this movie's been in development for as long as we have been running the Mayfair. What? And it's just been slowly rolling along, rolling along. Oh, it's man. a little no-budget documentary. Oh, wait, you, you meant like the like? Oh, yeah, not since 1932. They've been working on this for so long. Oh, man, that is slow moving. That's worse than Kubrick, man. <laughs> it's like we do talkies now. Then we have the 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Saturday free screenings of the Polar Express which oh, you can't find me saying bad things about that anywhere. No, no. And I, this, for the first time ever, I oh, yeah, have been roped it. into working oh, this. Yeah. I have never worked one of these oh. because, well, I think because Anya knows that I'm not a morning person essentially, but now that I work other jobs that allow That's the me only to, time you could work. Yeah, basically. So, so it's, and I get it too, because I could see myself complaining about being here early, but it's like, would you rather be here late and not go to cinema, for example? And, it is fun but it's bonkers because people love free so they get a little we used to grabby. just do one show yeah yeah now there's two so i think that might make it a bit better like maybe yeah. the first one will be sold out and the second one will be packed but not sold out or the know? opposite yeah i don't know but then again kids are up early these days like they're not on my hours so yeah and it's you know and there's nothing you could do like we're gonna get here early to prep for it a bit yeah. but everybody gets a free kids popcorn and small drink so not everybody takes advantage of that but Many I do. Mean, so we, we get here. One, I think. Well, we get here early and just start bagging and making stuff and bagging just and popping, bagging and popping, just popping like and drinking. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. But that I will. Don't, I don't love it. No, I'm not gonna love it. But still, I, I'm interested in seeing us at the end of that shift because I feel yeah. like we're gonna be pretty frazzled. Yeah, yeah. And then of note, of course, is the Irishman, which is another step in this weird world of streaming and Netflix and mm-hmm. major filmmakers that we're in, where I think today, as we record this, it's on Netflix. And then we start. No, it's not. No, no. it's not. I mean, no. <laughs> That's not real. I mean, I think anyone who knows it's on Netflix and isn't going to watch it, they're not going to come anyhow. Well, and plus Netflix likes us. So like, we yeah. can't really like rip on them ever. Uh, and I think I we're only like playing the- this for about a week. The people who will come are people like andrew who don't have netflix and well i've seen it i saw it at the bytown how, how dare you wow, how dare that's even you worse than netflix well, i'm not allowed to say that our enemies at the us. bytown boo well I'm, I'm saying i saw it and it's excellent and okay you, should, you should come here to see it on the big screen mm, i don't know it seems like backpedaling to me sir i'm sorry bytown you're not our enemy <laughs> No, no, I spoke great. out of anger of Andrew going to see a movie we're somewhere just, else. We're angry with Andrew, not you, by the way. We're angry and disappointed with Andrew, but not with the Bytown. What time did I you see it at the Bytown? How did they wrangle their schedule with yeah. it? Um, it was... Cause, I saw it was like a 5.15 show. Yeah, because Lee said that this three and a half hour monstrosity... <laughs> 
has been the worst just trying to program it. So yeah. like the 6.30 show or 7 o'clock show is a 5.45. The 1 o'clock show on Saturday, or sorry, Sunday, is 11.30 a.m. Yeah. So it's just because, and then we have like an 8 p.m. show, which will go till 11.30. <laughs> that's why oh, our cinema is actually a midnight show because oh, it's so long. So he said that's the biggest thing is just that it's, it's hard to program. It's hard yeah. to fit in. And I was like, I wonder if there was ever a thought of just splitting it up like Kill Bill. Make two one hour, 45 minutes. I think they were minutes. considering that. I'm, I'm not sure. I think there was the thought of doing a part one and part two. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know if that's true. I heard, like I heard something about that. Yeah. Like I could see it being like a three man. or four part. But it, I mean, it doesn't feel like I've seen shorter movies that felt longer. Yeah. This that's movie's always really like mm. engaging throughout. It's not. I mean, it. it's three and a half hours, but it doesn't feel like. Yeah. Because you're seeing like some of the best actors ever by yeah, one of the best directors it's ever. It's never boring. It's yeah. never like, oh my God, this is a real slog. <laughs> that's always my compliment of a three-hour movie you know whether it's something like avengers endgame or blue is the warmest color is there's sometimes movies like that where you know they're three hours going in Mm -hmm. and the end credits roll and you're just like oh wow that was good so sometimes yeah a movie is that long because the filmmaker went yep that's our story and sometimes you watch i'll never forget we did the one of those vhs 24-hour things Mm-hmm. And the fir- I only stayed for two, but the first two were Cool as Ice. Oh, man. <laughs> and this kind of E.T. knockoff Sasquatch movie with a little... It was <laughs> oh, called was like, that Tekechi Yeti with Meatloaf? Yeah, it, that was oh Tekechi Yeti. Yeah. And I am not kidding. I'm not being facetious. The movie starts, and it's just so bad, and it's just killing me. And we have a big clock you could peek at in the theater. And I look at the clock, and, you know, 17 minutes had passed, and I thought it was like an hour. And I was oh. like, oh, my God, there's still an hour and 10 minutes left of yeah. this. I barely got out alive. Yeah, yeah. And Joe Pesci was terrible in that one. So I mean. <laughs> He played the Yeti. <laughs> yeah, really not good. But, yeah, this Irishman phenomenon is interesting because although we've done it a couple times with the laundromat god we've done the laundromat dolomite and the king so this is the fourth netflix movie and roma last Mm. year yeah but in this run of the multiplexes having their bluff called and netflix going okay you don't get our movies we're on this really interesting tear of and it's happened a bit before like there's been amazon films that we've screened Mm -hmm. and no that's that's right uh, but those those get bigger theatrical releases yeah like manchester by the sea Big sick. Big sick, yeah. And and then Which we showed those for forever weeks and oh, yeah. weeks and weeks. It was packed. So that shows that something either that's on streaming or with the promise of soon to be streaming can still garner an audience. Yeah. And it's the same with movies that are available on VOD, like Mandy, mm-hmm. that people will come to because they want the big screen experience they want the communal experience yeah, for sure and i know like sadly just because of my schedule i miss seeing dolomite on the big screen and i watched it at home and it was great yeah but i wish i'd seen it on the big screen yeah because it was so funny and i'm sure like a real crowd pleaser yeah, and i'm sure there was really, clapping was really at the good. end you know but just my i just missed it which happens you know happens to all of us but you see it on the big screen you can't beat that yeah i still have to watch the second half of that movie because i started it too late and i had a couple of beers and i thought it was a good <laughs> and i was like I, I can tell this is good but i need to stop because i'm falling asleep and i think who knows maybe i, I don't know how it'll work with streaming because it's kind of like you guys get it for a week or two and then we kind of keep it on our channel mm-hmm. but that is something that definitely dolomite has oscar buzz yeah you know irishman has oscar buzz like there's all these movies that in this 
like I don't like being combative, but all this kind of Spielberg saying what's a movie and what's not a movie, Scorsese saying what's cinema and what's not cinema. This world we're in now, it's just like a movie's a movie. Yeah. Like if, if you wrote a script and filmed it and edited it and put it out and it's two hours long or 90 minutes long or whatever, a whole lot of people, probably more people than on average see a Scorsese movie are going to see this movie. And the hardcore fans are going to come see it with theaters like us. And that's great. But then somebody living in the middle of nowhere who doesn't have a cool Mayfair theater will still get the opportunity to see it. So that's the silver lining about all this. And a Carleton student sent me some questions for a thing they were doing. And I was like, it's not the end of the world. It's not something to panic about. We're fine with the streaming. We're going to get to show their movies. We're showing other films. Right now, Parasite is in its third week coming up. Lighthouse is in its second week coming up. People are coming to see original, weird indie films with us still. Yeah, long ones, especially. Yeah, and the old stuff's been doing well. Like in the last few weeks and months, whether it's Friday 13th or Alien Mm -hmm. or Blade Runner, we have Akira playing tonight and tomorrow. That stuff's doing well for us, so we're fine. Nobody panic about us. Just because we can't play certain movies because Disney locks them away. It's not the end of the world. No. I'm interested in seeing if there's ever going to be a time where like a Netflix original movie takes off to the point where we want to play it in a year or two. And like, are yeah, they going to let know. us? Like, I don't know. A reverse Disney vault thing almost. Well, people have asked that before about TV. And that gets difficult because TV wants you to watch it on TV. Right. So people have said, oh, you should show Game of Thrones every Sunday night. Or you should show Doctor Who when it comes out. And we're like, well... Sometimes they do have special screenings of that kind of thing. But for Mm -hmm. the most part, they're like, well, no, we want you to subscribe to our channel and pay us money and watch it on your TV. So it's not as easy as that sometimes with television. Yeah. But, oh, hey, it's Lee. (laughs) Oh, man. I really thought you were mad. (laughs) No no offense. You can pretend I'm not here. We're just wrapping up. We were talking about The Mandalorian. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. Okay, Lee just walked (laughs) in. That's not cinema. Exactly. Good test. Here, let's wrap this up because you're not on a microphone, so this isn't going to work. He's got a sandwich. I don't know. Anyway, he sat in the broke chair. We're keep talking. He sat in that broke chair we were making fun of, and he's about to sit in a more broke chair. So let's wrap things up because we're running out of time for Andrew to go back to the box office because Akira is going to do so well tonight. Obviously. And I have to go across the street and eat my half-price pierogies. Also true. Very important. So thanks for listening, everybody. And I have to say, thanks for listening. Our numbers have been through the roof and only partially weird Paris robots. Mostly actual real people. We've been having a lot of good interaction. People retweeting or re-Instagramming or doing whatever the kids do with the social media. Snapchatting. But it's been very nice to see that there's always that thought of, oh, one person's listening. But when we're getting 200 people a day or 50 people a day, that's yeah, yeah. really cool it's not just my mom anymore so yeah it's nice so go visit our friends at house of target across the street and you can find us on twitter instagram facebook and at mayfairtheater.ca and we'll see you back here soon for more cool movies at the mayfair bye thanks bye. everybody bye no lee can tell us what lee's not here be. pay no attention to lee <laughs> be careful <laughs> tell i us. think that was falling apart this little kid got in trouble freeze turn back Devin, you got to stop playing stupid cop games. This little kid stayed home. I like to cut a deal. In bed by nine. Then this little kid got a partner. He wants to be a cop. What? And these two cops had fun. You called me Piggy. I'm your worst nightmare. An eight-year-old with a badge. Cop and a half. Rated PG. Starts Friday, April 2nd at theaters everywhere.